This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 48 is going to be from Romans chapter 1 and verse 16. The word of God is as powerful as dynamite, which is potentially extremely dangerous if used inappropriately. Romans chapter 1 and verse 16 reads, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Paul, writing to the church at Rome, wanted the church at Rome to know where the power of God is. The power of God is in the word of God. The power of God unto salvation is in the gospel because it's in the gospel, in the word of God, that we find how to be approved of by God. Paul, writing to the gospel preacher Timothy, in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15 said, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Paul told Timothy that he needed to study the word of God in order to be approved of by him. In Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, the writer of Hebrews said, But without faith it is impossible to please God, for he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. This goes very well with what Paul said to Timothy. Study to show thyself approved. Because without faith, we cannot be pleasing to God. We cannot have God's approval if we do not have faith in our lives. Paul, writing again to the church at Rome in Romans chapter 10 and verse 17 said, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The word of God is as powerful as dynamite, which is potentially extremely dangerous if used inappropriately. And this is the reason Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. In verse 17 here in Romans chapter 1, it says, for in, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, But without faith it is impossible to please God, for he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. In verse 17, For in it the righteousness of God is revealed. The righteousness of God is revealed through the word of God, from faith to faith, from one person teaching another person, so that they can live by faith. This is why Paul was teaching the young gospel preacher, Timothy. It's why he told him to study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. He was sharing his faith and what he's learned about God with Timothy. He was sharing the word of God with him so that he could teach him how to live. In 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 and 15, Paul said, But if I am delayed, I write so that you may know how to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church, the pillar and the ground of the truth. Paul was sharing what he had learned about the word of God with Timothy so that he would know how to conduct himself in the house of God, which is the church, the pillar and the ground of the truth. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, and verses 16 and 17, Paul explains this just a little bit. 
where he tells again the young gospel preacher Timothy, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect or complete, thoroughly equipped unto all good work. And so all scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it is what is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped unto all good work. Paul said to the church at Rome, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Why is the word of God potentially dangerous? Well, it's because it is very powerful. And anything that is powerful that is used inappropriately can be dangerous. The word here for power is where we get our word dynamite. The Greek word dynamo, and I'm not probably not pronouncing that exactly correct, but it's where we get our English word dynamite. And dynamite is very powerful. It's used to destroy buildings. It's used to collapse buildings. And if you place it in the right spots, it can collapse them safely. But if it's placed in the wrong spots, it can explode outward, destroying everything that's around it and hurting a lot of people. It is very, very powerful. Well, the Word of God is the same way. If it's rightly divided, then it can help people come to God and know how to be saved, know how to be approved of by him. But if it's used inappropriately, it can run people off. It can scare people. In 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15 again, it says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. For instance, some people like to go to verses such as Acts chapter 2 and verse 21 and say all we need to do is call on the name of the Lord. It says, doesn't it say there that anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved? But they neglect to explain to you what the word of God or calling on the name of the Lord is. Going in the same chapter, moving from Acts chapter 2 and verse 21 down to verse 37, the people ask a question, men and brethren, what shall we do? They had just heard a gospel sermon declared unto them in which Paul or Peter had told them that they were living inappropriately. Matter of fact, they had crucified the Son of God. What a scary thing. And in verse 37, they say, Men and brethren, what shall we do? In the very next verse, Paul tells them how to call upon the name of the Lord. In verse 38, it says, Repent, and let each one of you be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of of the Holy Spirit. You see, there is where they called on the name of the Lord. They asked the question, men and brethren, what shall we do? We're, we're scared. We've crucified the Son of God, and now we don't know what to do. Peter, please tell us what to do. And this is what he told them. Turning over to Acts chapter 22 and verse 16, where we find Ananias is about to baptize Paul, who was then Saul of Tarsus. He told him this, And why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. You see, when Paul went down into that water in obedience to God, he was calling on the name of the Lord. In 
Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16, the Bible says, And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Notice the words of Jesus Jesus again. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Notice the same wording here as in Romans chapter 1 and verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes for the Jew first and also to the Greek. And so the writer of Mark tells them to go into all the world, or he records that Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And then in verse 16, he gives us a formula for how to be saved. For he who believes and is baptized will be saved. Preach the gospel to them. And in in doing this, in preaching the gospel to them, you have to teach them about Christ, and you have to teach them about baptism, because it's baptism, belief, and baptism that saves according to Jesus. And so this is where we find how to be saved and why Peter told the people on the day of Pentecost to repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of their sins. This is how they call on the name of the Lord from Acts chapter 2 and verse 21. And it's how Paul called on the name of the Lord in Acts chapter 22 and verse 16. So we see the word of God is very powerful. It has the ability to change the heart. It has the ability to mold you into what God wants you to be. And if we allow it to do it, it will save our souls because we will learn how to be obedient to God. In Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20, we have the Great Commission restated. It says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Go therefore and make disciples. The Word of God is powerful because it makes disciples. But it is also dangerous in the sense that if it is not used appropriately, if it's not taught properly, we see how one verse in Acts chapter 2 and verse 21 can be twisted and changed. And if it is twisted and changed where all you have to do is believe in order to be saved, then the power is taken out of it. And now, instead of being helpful for the soul, it's damning to the soul because it doesn't teach you everything that you need to know about God's word in order to be saved. And so the same thing that is powerful to salvation, if used inappropriately, can be a sword that destroys. In Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12, the Bible says, For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, able to divide soul from spirit, bone from marrow, and is the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. You see how powerful the word of God is? For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. There's no sword alive that is sharper than the word of God, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And then going on into verse 13 of Hebrews chapter 4, and it says, And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him who we must give an account. Well, how are we going to give a proper account to God if we don't know what the word of God is? If we're not using the sword appropriately to help people, 
because it can be used as a means of hurting people. In Matthew chapter 7 and verses 20, 15 through 20, the Bible says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravaging wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorn bushes or figs from thistles? For even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, you will know them by their fruits. And so we see here that the word of God can be powerfully taught in the wrong direction as well. False teachers can teach the word of God inappropriately and bear bad fruit. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing. They come to you in sheep's clothing because they want you to believe them. They want you to think that they are a preacher of righteousness so that they can draw you away from the truth and draw you unto fables. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, Starting in verse 1, it says, Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but will heap up to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned unto fables. They're going to be turned unto people that are tickling their ears. And these people are going to come in sheep's clothing so that you don't run away from them. If you put a frog in water and you slowly turn up the heat, it will boil to death. But if you turn up the heat first and the water's already boiling and you throw the frog in, it tries to jump out and get out of the water. And so this is why false prophet or false teachers come to you in sheep's clothing. The word of God is powerful as dynamite, which is potentially extremely dangerous if used inappropriately. So as we go about our lives today, let us take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So, as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.